0: Ui! Aloha everyone! Auntie Max here. Welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. It's Aloha Friday! Hulo! Hulo! In Hawaiian, that means yay! For most of us, Aloha Friday is the end of the week. And hopefully, the weekend gives us a break from that hustle and bustle so we can relax. Well, every Aloha Friday here on Hawaii Abroad... I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to my guests as they share their journey on relocating away from our homeland of Hawaii. Hear their experiences, their benefits, their challenges, and much, much more as, as we say in Hawaiian kuka kuka or talk story. For this first episode of Season 2, I wanted to start with interviewing a very special kupuna or elder. In our culture, elders play a very important role in our life and we are to respect everything about them, especially their many years of knowledge and experiences. As for me, when I have the opportunity to talk story with a kupuna, I just listen and try not to say too much because they have so much rich information to share. So today I have a very special guest with me. He's always been there for me throughout my whole life. He's my biggest life coach, supporter, guide, mentor, cheerleader, and one of the most important men in my life. I remember growing up and he would always ask me, how much do you love me? And I would say, with all my heart, I love you with all my heart. That special man in my life, is my dad, Joseph Kealoha Onapua Chaos. So everyone, sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's listen to what my dad have to say about his journey and living abroad. Hi, Dad.
1: Aloha kakahiaka. Good morning.
0: Aloha, aloha. So now that you are back home here in Hawaii, would you be able to, can you share with us your journey on moving, relocating away from Hawaii, and then relocating back home? So what was that story? What's that journey about?
1: Hi, mahalo for the opportunity. You know, it was something that I really treasure. It's uh, another journey in my life that... uh, had planted a lot of memories, uh, good memories. Well, to start off, uh, as you were asking, that we moved to the mainland for uh, different uh, reasons. There was about three different reasons to move up there. One, we relocated located uh, because uh, your brother Joey is, uh, has been living up in the mainland for at that time for over 15 years. And he kept on pestering, I would say bugging, but pestering your mom and I to move up because at that time I was already retired uh, and I still was working part-time uh, to make ends meet. But he kept on pestering and he would take your mom up to the mainland, uh, to Las Vegas, and to spend time with him and the family as they were growing up, his family. And she would remain there. The first time it was, oh, for a month. And the next time I remember it was for, oh, three months. And then the third time it was again about, oh, three months. And so it was like she was living up there and trying to please him and his family and spend time with the grandchildren and then come back home and get back in the mood of being a housewife. It's not that I was uh, too upset about it, but you know I was a little worried that she would go up there and she was having a good time, but I was staying back home. Actually, it, it was a good time that she did that. And then it came to the point where uh, she wanted to be with the grandchildren as they're growing up more and more. And we started to have other grandchildren Started to move. I wanted to move. And one of them was uh, your son, my grandson, uh, Keala, and his uh, opportunity to participate in a uh, in, in, uh, competition in golf. And because he was, uh, to me, he, he was a gifted uh, athlete. He could play any sport and excel in it, and, and that's what kept me here uh, by participating with him. Now, when it came to the point that uh, I saw the opportunity for him and an opportunity for Mom and I, that uh, it would be probably a good move, and then he could come up and uh, <laughs> and proceed, prove, uh, and pursue his gifted ability in golf, and so I decided that yeah, I'm gonna go up there, and we're gonna move up to the mainland, and please your brother, and uh, and your mother, and uh, you know inside me I still had some uh, some some uh, feeling that I wanted to go and experience Las Vegas and you know everybody got that idea yeah Las Vegas what is Las Vegas Las Vegas everybody says it's the ninth island uh, island of opportunity Uh and well you know I was already in my uh middle 60s by that time and so I figured okay we'll go up and we'll see what we can do but more so I wanted to go up there and uh, see what kind of opportunities I can have for my, for your son, my grandson, that he can come and uh, really enjoy and, uh, and make a mark in the sport of golf. Well, when I did go up there and he came up and I just started to meet a lot of locals from Hawaii. And I was invited by a a good friend of mine to come and uh, have coffee with a a group of men and all from Hawaii. And it was called the coffee gang. I said, oh, okay, we're gonna have coffee, where? (laughs) We went to that famous restaurant up there. It's called McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) You know, back home in Hawaii, a lot of the seniors was meeting at McDonald's. <laughs> and so we met at McDonald's. And it was every Tuesdays. And so we were meeting there. And we had good fun. And we had a bunch of us that golfed together. And by that time, Keala was already moved up there. And, uh, and we used to golf. And they used to golf with him. And they were amazed. They were so amazed with his skill. I remember one day we were playing at this... Uh, Golf course in uh, Boulder, uh, Nevada. We're on a par five, and but Keala would have to have him start off from the and tee off from the back tee, and all the seniors would go up to the white tee. Sometimes we used to cheat. We used to go up to the women's tee <laughs> to tee off. But we had this par five, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tomo, Uncle Tamo, uh, Achemini. In fact, that's the house that Joe Boy then bought. He bought his home here in Ka'alaya and where, where we're living at. He sold the house to Joe Boy and Trace, and that's why they relocated back home and we we're back home in Hawaii. But we we're playing on this golf course, and uh, we all went up front and we were for the of Menti, and we teed off. And usually when we tee off, Keala would tee off from the back and he would all drive us 50. 75, even 100 yards. But, you know, everybody's amazed at the strength that he had. Well, this one, part 5, we teed off. Yes, of course, he out-drove us. And so we hit our second shot, and we went up to his shot, and he had about, uh, about 85 yards, I think, into the green. Now, taking into account that this is a part 5, And his second shot only about 85 yards in. Everybody shaking their head, they said, how can it be, you know, this boy can hit so far? Well, the second shot he took, we saw the ball bounce in front of, by the green, on the green, and it rolled, and then it disappeared. And they said, oh my, he hit it over the green. So we all walked up there and parked our carts, and he came out, and... We were looking around for his ball. So we go to the back of the green and it's like elevated from the front to the back. And we look over and say, it's not here. And he walked up to the flag, yeah, and, and to the cup. And he looked in the cup. He said, oh, Papa, it's in. It's in the cup. Everybody turned around. They went look. looked. They said, wow. That was the first time they saw anybody make an eagle. And that means he made it in two instead of five and so you know he just uh made a name for himself up there with the seniors and everybody was so travel gasket with him Mm -hmm. and so that's the kind of experience that I was looking for and then he participated in a lot and we traveled to many different uh, tournaments together and for him to play in and getting back to my seniors uh you know I sp- spent time, split time with them uh, and my grandson. But we always used to get together and we had a special day of the month. And that special day was called cooking class, where we used to go to Tomo's house. And a bunch of us, husbands and wives. Oh, by the way, the coffee gang for men only turned into women also because the women infringes on to our men. But uh, uh, we enjoyed it when we was only men, but then the women came and this kind of took over, you know, but, and it, it never stopped. <laughs> we kept one. But uh, we used to go to every once a month and have this cooking class. And... The, they always had a topic, and the different topics is a different type of food that we prepare at home here. We had the Hawaiian; we made laulau together. We had uh, pake, and uh, we made uh, we made uh, what you call manapua, you know, over there, and uh, pork hash, So, and then we had Japanese, where we made chicken heka. And we all learned and and we all shared our recipes together. So it was a real interesting time up there living among them. And and we had our own Christmas parties that we used to get together. uh, And we made, we dressed up with our Christmas uh, attire, you know. And uh, we used to share and it was really fun to be with locals and knowing the the lifestyle that we have that we lived back here in Hawaii well, it came to the point where uh we had my your mom uh had her Bought with cancer and everyone was really, uh, they were kind of uh, devastated. They were worried about her, especially the kids. Uh, And you all spent a lot of time coming up there and helping me uh, nurse her during that time period. She was amazing and uh, through a lot of prayers uh, and participant of uh, others that uh, shared their prayers for her. Uh, Mom, mom is uh, doing well. Uh, she's right now. Doctors said that she's she's cancer free. Of course, she lost uh 60 percent, 60 to 70 percent of her stomach because uh, they had to remove it for the tumor that was in there. But uh, that's when we decided to come back home. And God had a uh, had a way of doing things and uh and bringing us back home because uh, Joe for. Uh, while we was up there for, I think, the last four years, which we was living up in Vegas, uh, he uh, relocated back home to Hawaii to work on the on the uh, the rail the veil, on the rail <laughs> the veil. I think I'm thinking about Colorado. <laughs> uh, that's another experience. But uh, we. Uh, He he relocated and started working here on the rail. Then Southwest opened up a station uh, here in Hawaii. And so Tracy, your sister-in-law, Joe's wife, uh, my new daughter, for about 20 years, I think. But uh, she was working for Southwest at that time. And... She decided that, hey, it's a good time to go home. Because Southwest was opening, they felt there was a good time for them to come back home. And so in the meantime, Joe was talking to me and saying, Dad, are you guys ready to come live with us uh, back home? You see, when we was up there, we moved in with them. But then we decided that, hey, it would be best and more freedom if we move away. They don't have to watch over us and make sure we do. We keep our, what, Q's and T's, right? (laughs) So we we moved out. And we enjoyed being uh, separated from them, but just being close. We only lived about, I would say, two miles away from them, uh, or three at the most at one time, one point. But uh, we said, okay, yeah, it's time because uh, we needed to bring mom home too. Uh, she wasn't uh, 100% at that period, so we figured out, come home, and the family is all at home, except for the grandchildren that was already up there, relocated. So we came back home. Uh Here in Hawaii. And Tracy, of course, uh, she got the position here at the first wave of uh, uh, attendees and uh, personnel to work for Southwest, and they opened the station. And that's all we're back here. So, till then and now, I felt that we enjoyed the mainland. It was an opportunity. we had a lot of experiences adventures oh the adventures up there was uh we we could take road trip not be concerned about what time we're going to go back home uh if we wanted to (laughs) if we wanted to go and uh eat something different we would jump on a car with my good buddy up there uncle jason spain yeah Mm. same name Same as uh, Spain, you know. uh, But he he wasn't Spanish. He was Portuguese. (laughs) And what a Portuguese. But he was my my best friend up there. And we used to get on a car together as couples. And we would drive all the way to St. George, Utah. Yeah, we we, we would drive all the way to St. George, Utah. And uh, it would take us uh, probably about a couple hours to get up there from uh, Las Vegas. And we used to go up there to eat uh, what we call Mongolian. It's uh, they have this big skillet uh, or it's flat top. You know, if you notice the Greeks, they have this type of cooking. They cook on this flat top, like a big frying pan, but it's just flat. And you choose whatever meat that you want and your vegetables and you put it in a heaping bowl and you give it to the cook and he'll cook it and it tells you what kind of sauce you want and if you want it spicy or mild or... then he would make it and then put it on a plate and it would just chow down. It was so... Uh, and so that's the kind of things we we would do. Also I had adventures of going camping. We'd go, we'd go to camp up in uh, uh, St. George, but uh, there had a different part of the canyons there, yeah, and, uh, uh, state parks, uh, national park. And remember one day that uh, we decided to go, and there was about oh, 16 of us that was going to go camping. Now the camping it's in a vacation rental house <laughs> uh, with uh, four bedrooms and in the family room we could sleep about seven or eight of us. Uh, so what we did is we de- divided the women can have the bedrooms and the men was uh family room. And so and then it, it was a little on the nippy side and uh, then we had a campfire outside. There was a lake, uh, well, a small little lake. And we could do different things. So, But what what had is uh, Tomo And Tama was the, uh, he was the chef. <laughs> he he uh, had these coolers, big coolers. In fact, I, I I got one of his. I was to fill it up with all the food and the meat and things in there and all our drinks, and we would take it up. And don't have to stop in a shop. And then we would spend there that, that uh, weekend. Enjoy ourselves and have fun and just enjoy each other. And we all had things in common because we all were from Hawaii. Now, most of them that I know of, there's only a couple of them that passed away already. Well, three of the last. I just heard that one more passed, one more of our friends up there. But they all remained up there and uh, never came back yet. And yet, just uh, two of us, mom and I are back here. So I look forward in going up uh, and visiting them. This last uh, two years, we couldn't do it because of a pandemic, but uh, we decided that uh, we're gonna go up and visit our friends uh, in a couple of months, and that should be in about August. And they're still there. And I I see the reason why they moved up. Uh, It was, majority of them, was because of the financial situation and the hardship for staying here. And they had the opportunity. The only ones that uh, really is up there, not because of the hardship and opportunities, is up there living, is uh, my Portuguese friend, Jason Spain, and his wife, uh, Mercy. Uh, they're up there for, uh, I guess, because they have shares in the casino. <laughs> and, uh, and and they're trying to make it uh, all on a positive side. Because when you invest, you have negative investment and you have positive investments. And uh, they're chasing and pushing that positive side yeah, <laughs> of the investment. But uh, Mercy does a lot of returns. Jason does a lot of depositing <laughs> I mean I, I don't know what he's doing on the machine but you know he's having fun uh, I think he paying for the fun there or the fun of having the machine there yeah that's what he does yeah and, and, and that's the good friends we have up there so I need to go back and visit them but for mom and I it was it was uh, a good time uh yeah, I, mean, I, I went up there, and I, I did work part-time. Uh, I drove Lyft, and oh, that was good fun. I would go out uh, in the morning, I would make two trips, and I'm back home. And I, I made enough money. Mm. Sometimes I make four trips, going, coming back, going, coming back, and that was it. I, I didn't need any more. So as far as uh, for finances, uh, really wasn't that much for finances. It was uh, for the reason of family. We we needed to spend some time with the other part of the family because we had every one of you uh, back home here. And so, and, and another big reason is that when you can fly back and forth for $35, why not? And it's because your brother Glenn was working at... Uh, Hawaiian Airlines at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But now at Southwest, you know, pay nothing. So now it's more expensive to go <laughs> because they $35 gonna go in the machine mm. with Yamada. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> but other than that, uh, yeah. I just like to touch on one more subject and it's my children. Of course, you're number three. But all my kids, uh, I would like to let people know that I wasn't a father that would have let them go. I had what the Hawaiians call kaula. Not kauna, no, it's kaula. Kaula is this rope. (laughs) And they used to tie the horses down with so that the horses couldn't get loose. And I had this grip and this this uh, rope that I had on my children because I wanted to give you all an opportunity, uh, an opportunity in life that you can make your own decisions and it will be right decisions and you can be successful. And from the elders to the youngest, and one of my rules was, I had many rules, yeah? Mm -hmm. But one of my rules was, you guys not gonna get married to you guys 25 years old. You guys not gonna make me on grandfather before I'm 50. (laughs) That was for my girls. For my boys, you guys not gonna have girlfriends. You guys gonna look for college, you guys gonna go to school. Did any of you follow that rule? Hmm, let me think about it.
0: We did eventually in life, but not while we're in the same house.
1: But, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I wasn't a grandfather till I was 50, just when I was 50. But, let's see, oh no, it was before. Nico came before I was 50. Anyway, uh, that's another story. I just wanted to see my children to be able to survive in life and take care of our name. Our name is uh, very important. Yeah, people ask, how do you get the name Charles, Uncle? Or Dad, how do you get the name Charles? Well, we got the name Charles because my grandfather's name was Joseph Charles. Uli, And I was his namesake and I was named Joseph Charles. There's other Joseph Charles out there, my cousins, say my 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 mother's cousin, his name was Joseph Charles, but the last name they carried the uli'i. We never carried the uli'i. Uh, I'd like to one day see if uh, I would carry the uli'i. That's a hyphen, uh, Joseph Charles' uli'i. But, the name is important, and that's why I was uh, the way I was, that I didn't want to see the kids and go out and say, oh, you know, these Charles kids and this and that. And I was uh, very adamant if, if just giving them the opportunity to live their lives and have a good name. I know of others that had to change their name uh, because of what happened in their families. But that's not what I was looking at. I was looking at raising a family, making sure they prosper in whatever endeavors they do. If they wanted to play sports, they play sports. If they didn't want to play sports, well, they better do something else that's uh, going to keep them, uh, keep you all. Uh, involved instead of being too much free time mm-hmm. and I congratulate you for this opportunity and I congratulate you for this program but I congratulate you mostly all for being a Kumu and getting promoted to a Kumu in Hula mm-hmm. and your chosen uh, profession because that was something that I was very involved in, uh, making sure that you were given that opportunity to to do the hula and be taught by the right people, so yep, everybody, this is my daughter, Kumu Thank you so much for that, Dad.
0: You're that welcome. Oh, that was a lot. Spiritually, emotionally, for me, and I'm just so grateful. And yeah, when it comes to the way dad raised us, um, it was a tightrope, like he said, <laughs> but now that we are all adults, we definitely can see why, especially since me and my all my siblings were not only makua. Parents, we are kupuna now. We are grandparents, so you know that experience and that love that Dad shared with us um, travels with us, and we're very very grateful. Um, I will be bringing Dad on another time to share because you know I just love sitting down and talking story with the kupuna. They got so much experience, and I would love to share that if they are willing to share. So. Anyway, um thank you once again, Dad. Is there any other message that you want to share before we close?: <laughs> uh,
1: that's a loaded question.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> okay, everybody, go take a drink right now and then come back because he's going to share it a little bit more. <laughs> Did, is there an, any other um, message that you would like to share? Oh uh,
1: Message. Yeah. You know, uh, what I was taught by my grandparents, both my grandpa Uli'i and my grandmother Kahuna. they always thought that family is important, and they taught me that. And uh, yeah, another time we talk about my grandparents and my, especially my grandfather. Yeah, who was uh who was a rock <laughs> who was a man that I admired so and I miss a lot
0: yeah yeah well, one last thought um, do you have any advice or message to share with any of our kanaka here in Hawaii that is contemplating on moving away from home
1: yeah uh for whatever reason they need to make that move, I would say to stay in touch, be connected, to find those uh, that you could get to be uh, close friends with wherever you move to. There is a lot of Kanaka Maulis out there that uh, live in the different parts of the mainland and they are searching for uh, ties back to Hawaii, and you can take that when once you move up there. You can perpetuate our lifestyle, our our aloha that we have for each other, uh, our mana'o. People talk about you know your your uh, uh your spirit. You can do that by getting together and uh, making sure that you share this among each one of you, uh, share it together with with uh, the different individuals like I did. When I got up to Vegas, uh, I just was uh, fortunate that I have just had one acquaintance that was from down here and we played golf together and he lived up there and through him, I got to meet many different Hawaiians and, uh, of all ages but the seniors is the ones that I was really close with. And you can do that too. Stick and, and take that aloha with you. And don't forget uh, your roots back home here.
0: Yes, yes, Dad. What a wonderful message to close our, our session. Yes, connect with our people, try to perpetuate the culture, And make sure you take that aloha spirit with you and share it. Because we all know the world could use more aloha. That's right. And I I thank you so much, Dad. That was wonderful. Okay, so for my listeners out there, I hope you folks enjoyed today's session. And that you'll come back. Because we have a lot more that we will be sharing in the upcoming episodes. So for now, this is Auntie Mac signing out. Aloha.